Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Average Podcast. This is Bryce. This is Tim. And today we've got a special guest with us. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes, hello. I'm Caleb. Credentials? Uh, I worked at a movie theater when I was 16 years old for a solid year or so. Uh, So I clearly know a lot about films. That makes you more qualified than us. Okay. (laughs) So today we are diving into one of the biggest movies of last year and probably one of the biggest movies in a long time uh it it was a surprise hit for sure no one expected it to do what it did yeah, probably my favorite movie of last year still yep we are talking about top gun maverick oh baby i'm here for it directed by joseph kaczynski love that and starring of course tom cruise the tom cruise we also get a bunch of the original cast back and some new ones notably miles teller Oh, he's so role. good okay love him and everything all Not right really <laughs> so no he's he's actually fantastic no he's really he's great really he's a great good. actor when you actually like let him act when unless... he's not in fantastic four by josh oh, i was Frank. gonna say footloose remake but that's just me <laughs> so uh, i don't yeah, watch those give, kind uh... of movies oh yeah no they're awful uh all right i'll give a quick summary of this movie keep it pretty light because it's a pretty straightforward movie storyline so this takes place, did it say how long after the first Top Gun that this 30 takes? 30 years. 30 years, okay. So it is. it exists in real time. Yes, it's real time. So yep. 30 years after the first Top Gun movie, which is a cult classic, I, hard to say it's a great movie, but it's absolutely a movie of a generation if you ask anyone who saw it when it first came out. Um, people were head over heels for it, the beach volleyball scene, iconic to this day still, and one of the weirdest sex scenes I've ever watched in cinema history um best to forget about that uh but so this takes place 30 years after the first top gun uh this is kind of your casual sequel to an older movie where it's like uh the guy who's he's older now he's not quite what he used to be etc you know that's kind of how this movie sets it up and it's the new generation coming in and there's this huge threat so they bring in the seasoned veteran to bring these new people up into this role and hopefully take over for a new generation of quote-unquote top gun and that's i mean that's about the story for the yeah. most part pretty simple it, and straightforward. it's really straightforward the old guy comes in to teach the new guy yeah uh, the only thing i disagree with is it states from the opening scenes that he is still the best at what oh he no does. he's still the best he's, yeah. he's not it's, lost his edge you're right he <laughs> hasn't lost his yep. edge at all he is still a bad man yes he is still pretty awesome so as far as that we can go ahead dive into yeah, our scores story i i scored the story of four reason being the story is kind of familiar we've seen this bringing in the older generation that teach the new generation before but where this story actually does a favor to itself is really makes it feel like there have been 30 years between the last movie and this movie and I'm coming at this movie. I've actually never seen the first one. Even after seeing this one, I still did not go back and watch the first one. So I'm just viewing it from this movie and what I pick up from this movie. I don't know the connections other than what this movie talks about. But this movie does a great job in the story of giving us character moments for the old characters that I assume we loved. Um... And bringing in a new generation, a lot of a lot of movies kind of fumble bringing in that newer generation, and this does it in a fairly smooth manner. And I think that's what makes this story a little bit better than just the average old teaching the new. Is it really balances those two stories in a great way? Yeah, I also uh, <clears throat> rated it a four. Um, there's nothing particularly original about the. The premise. overarching, yeah, the overarching plot of the old ushering in the new, and there's like some themes in here of like, oh, you're old and outdated, and like, yeah. you don't know, old man. Like, there's a certain <laughs> amount of that as there has to be with any film that has this type of arc where there's the younger generation coming in. Uh, but it was especially Hangman's character, but yes, for yep. sure. <laughs> uh, that being said, I think it was very well executed, and it was different enough that it didn't feel like we were just rewatching the same story that we've seen a million times over. Like it it was able to kind of define itself well enough and be different enough that it worked. Yeah. I agree. So Bryce, you were 
I gave mine also a four. Right. Um, I wanted to touch on. Nice way to start this off in <laughs> oh, agreement. Look at that. There oh, it ends, folks. We always agree with the movies and the reviews that we have. <laughs> um, yeah, so I gave mine a four as well. Uh, I wanted to. I was going to see if anyone else was going to touch on it, but I wanted to touch on the uh, obvious fear of nostalgia and how it can ruin a movie in these settings. And I want to just say that the nostalgia was handled perfectly in a movie like this specifically. Um, I know an easy comparison to make is Spider-Man No Way From Home, where nostalgia was clearly the bait of that movie. And it was handled almost perfectly, in my opinion. This is one of those movies where, kind of like Tim was saying, Tim hasn't even seen the first one. Um, and so, it's like, like you point that out, the nostalgia right. in this one, like I was able to get everything that was significant to the story from right. this movie. Exactly. I didn't need the other one. Yeah. The, so it handles, like you said, it handles the nostalgia. It's excellent. very sparingly used and it's all at the beginning mostly. Like there's obviously one big story beat throughout the entire movie that is from the first movie. But I think that's what I really appreciated most about this movie. They kind of got the nostalgia out of the way in the beginning. That kind of, there's good reminiscence of the first movie. Even though it's not a great movie, there's good times that were had in that movie. You kind of get to like sit with your main character and Tom Cruise and everything that happened there and really just soak in the glory days for a moment. And so you get into the new stuff, which is where that movie really uh, thrives there. I agree with you guys. The characters were all handled really, really well. You're in diving great, into other categories. I know. I'm just... <laughs> the story. Overarching story. The story. The story is very original. You can even argue it's just episode four again. Same thing with uh, Force Awakens. It kind of copies the same story beats that episode four had. But again, as we'll get into other stuff, I think the characters in the story is what it's really what makes the story shine as a whole and those beats and what they go through and their uh, challenges that they have to overcome with each other. So story four out of five. Okay. So on the next category, the next category is character specifically. Uh, how compelling is the arc for the characters of this? Yeah. I'll go ahead and open this up with that one. Uh, so I gave a four out of five for character. I kind of went back and forth with this one a little bit, but uh, let I me guess. Between three and four? No, actually, I was going for five. Oh, okay. I was, thinking, I was thinking five and four, honestly. Uh, but that's just, I mean, that just goes to show how much I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, this, the characters all were great in this movie, in my opinion. Uh, they all had, they all had their moments where they got to really shine. You got to see some cool character arts and redemption through multiple different characters. Um, even what? Are we going into spoiler realm since this movie has been out mm. and just about everybody in America? Yeah, saw it? it's. I think it's if if it slips out, it's fine. Uh, okay. It's been out long enough that if you let it slip, it's no big deal. I don't think. Um, so that's a forewarning. Moving forward, five, four, three, two, one. So anyway, uh, <laughs> if Tim was gonna say anything, yeah, I think all the characters had a had good moments in here. Uh, some kind of fall behind as the story uh, moves forward, and I'm speaking specifically to some of the cadets that come on. Uh, board moving forward uh there's only a few of them outside of miles Te miles teller's character goose. um goose uh who he is the son of goose oh son of goose uh, Rooster. Yes, yes the son of goose uh so goose jr let's just refer to him as such uh yeah he Rooster. is <laughs> Rooster, yes uh yeah he's great in this movie he's phenomenal and again miles teller is a phenomenal actor when he has good stuff to work with and he does a phenomenal job his chemistry with tom cruise is honestly i would say almost flawless especially towards the end of the movie um i'm having to remember some of the characters names but all of the cadets moving on they had great moments in the movie some of them kind of fall behind towards the end and kind of lose the ground that they had at the beginning when you were kind of getting introduced to all of them uh but yeah i mean i don't have really much more to say i think all the characters did pretty well so four out of five okay so I actually scored mine a five out of five because I thought the really the story of this movie is not the mission that they're on. I was thinking about this after watching it is that the enemy is almost exclusively referred to as the enemy. And that's because they aren't really what's important here. What's important here is the emotional journey that these characters go on. And so for me, that's what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a character arc is this tension that uh, Tom Cruise and Miles Teller have at the beginning because of their past and how the mission that they're going on and what they're training for actually kind of parallels what they need from each other. So they go on this journey together and find each other and what they needed out of each other through it at the end. And it's actually very emotional character arc. And I thought the redemption hits where it needs to 
the revelations were significant to their characters. I like the characters are what needed to drive this movie. It's not really an action movie. It's got action in it, but it is a character driven story and it succeeds far more than I actually expected it to. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm with Bryce. I gave this a four out of five. Um, the only reason, so I, I agree with Bryce's assessment that as the movie progresses, the cadets, there's six named cadets and then there's six unnamed cadets that are just kind of there. And then mm -hmm. towards the end, they're like, Oh, these are the cadets that are going on the mission. And, and what do you know? It's the ones we've been introduced to. <laughs> uh, but outside of surprise, that, I'm actually not going to hold that against the movie because when there's that many, you can't really afford each of those, their own like full flourishing right. arc there's not enough time to tell that story um my biggest the only reason i made it a four instead of a five is um some of the characters are just too caricature for me like they're they're very just stereotypical towards the beginning the, they tell the story beautifully and everybody like hangman ends <laughs> yes hangman, hangman is very stereotypical hangman is one of the most uh guilty of that like at the very beginning it's like it's just a lot yeah like he he goes really really hard on the i'm better than everybody i don't care about everybody anybody except myself i actually love his storyline though so yeah it, that's... they tell the story very well <laughs> yes. but like him john ham's character is also like the stereotypical like he's pretty one note the yeah. hard uh hardened veteran that's oh this is my yeah. how, how dare you maverick like that whole deal um so that's the only reason i gave it a four instead of a five i think the story arcs are all very well told i think they progress the characters beautifully through it the only reason i docked at a point was because things are a little cliche towards the beginning and that took right. me out of it just very very briefly yeah all right so the next one is actually i'm pretty excited about this one. i don't know how much i have to say about it but music and sound so music and sound should, because not every movie has music, we also incorporated the sound effects, sound editing, right. all yep. that into it. <clears throat> and this movie actually excels in both of those. For me, I gave this a five out of five. We have Hans Zimmer and Lady Gaga on the soundtrack. <laughs> and there are just moments in this that's like, it pulls at your heartstrings at the right moments. It gets, the music gets you like your heart racing but it's also something that, like, if it were to go on in, like, the background of the mall or something, I would know that this is from Top Gun. Like, it has that kind of iconic ring to it that I look for in a soundtrack. And then the sound editing on this is amazing. The planes sound fantastic. The action towards the end sounds incredible. Like, the sound in this movie is just Five out of five for me. I think the sound is fantastic on this. Yeah, so this was another one where I really was kind of bouncing between a four and a five. And uh, I just, I can't help but agree with you. Like, it is a five out of five. And I, I just gush over the sound effects of these planes. Like, yeah. especially at that ending where it just cuts to silence. And all you're hearing are just these planes roaring through these mountains back and forth. The visuals are stunning. We'll get to that later. But <laughs> it's just the sound effects of these planes. Like, I, I I liked watching some of the um some of like the backstories how how they were making this movie and like watching how they would actually film real planes doing these stunts and I just remember when we went to see it for the first time just seeing in the theater like this movie has to be experienced in a theater you're not gonna get the full effect of this movie unless it's in the it's on the big screen with those speakers because the way the theater just rumbles when those planes just fly by it is just oh it makes it makes makes me blush a little bit it's so nice <laughs> and yeah i mean the soundtrack's got that classic 80s vibe to it and it fits and it's not it's not like overdone and cheesy kind of like how the old soundtrack feels now um and i love the old soundtrack like i think it's still a banger no, a it, playlist. this one throws in those nostalgic <laughs> yeah. notes like you said like right off the bat yeah. you get danger zone it's like oh this yeah. just this hits right but yeah i i think the even the music is well placed it's well timed you get some really good sentimental moments with some of the characters and some nice warm piano and with in the background yeah i i totally agree with you it's a five out of five all right what's caleb think uh 
we are 100% on the same page. This is a hard five All for right. me. Uh, so you have the nostalgia, you get Danger Zone. Baba O'Reilly is used to perfect effect in the early <laughs> dogfight training scene. So good. Uh, you have a little of the nostalgia with the Great Balls of Fire scene yep. in the bar. Yes. Which it sounds you, amazing. Yeah. And even if you have, they, they flash back just enough to show that like it is a callback to a moment in the first one. Mm hmm. Uh, so, but like that is beautifully done. Here's the thing that blew me away and what makes it okay. such a hard five for me. I'm excited for this. Outside of a horror movie, I have never watched a movie that used breathing to such tremendous effect. Very nice detail there. Yes. When, yeah. when they're flying, the when they're doing the training exercises, especially when they're doing the stuff that is like pulling like nine, 10 G's when they're doing the approach, like when they're getting out, when they do the hard pull up and then during the kind of the climax, when they're doing the actual run, yeah, there's the, there's the, there's the jet engines and like everything. And there's no music and you just hear, yeah, that's a and like that that's adds awesome. to the intensity so beautifully. Yeah, and like you you will see it occasionally in horror movies where like it's completely silent and you just hear like the panicked breathing of a victim that you know is about to get stabbed. But that absolute that small detail of just like amplifying the breathing to the point where it became a player in the sound completely blew me away. Five out of ten. No, that's a very good observation. Like. Now that you mention it, I totally remember that being essential to the storyline, yeah. essential to the scene. Oh, that was a but great like, point. I didn't even think about it. Excellent point. So next, this one is also just another hard five for me. I was going to say, it's just going to hand This is hand another right here. Hard, hard five. <laughs> this is the uh, editing and special effects. Yep. This movie will look amazing 50 years from now. Oh my gosh. It's going to look because so Because this is... Did I already say it's five out of five? It's five out of five. Yeah, it's five out of five. Uh, they use practical effects, and I believe almost entirely. Like 90, 95% of the Maybe film some of the all, explosions. Which would make sense. Which like, would make sense, but outside of that, like all of these scenes are practically shot. I was reading about yep. the, uh, the cinematographer who talks about normally you're involved with every single shot. You're walking them through it, all that stuff. He said that he would rig the cameras and the planes and then he would not know how those shots turned out until two hours later when they landed. And like... Makes sense. Because it's all practical. The I was authentic. reading the actors learned how to fly. Yeah, that is true. They like, did learn how to fly. Insane. Insane. This movie, five out of five, just for insane practical effects. The mm -hmm. editing is spot on. Like those uh, dogfight scenes, the training scenes, the training scenes are just as tense as some of the final climax scenes. It is well shot, well edited, and the practical effects, like, just the fact that all of this is real. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it might be sped up a little bit in post, but oh, totally. it's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. I'm completely with you. Five out of five. Um, I won't repeat much of what you just said. Uh, one thing I will touch on, uh, one thing I always, one thing I always uh, have an issue with with a lot of movies is, like you were saying, the editing. And just the, how do I want to say it? The inability to cut things at the right time, like timing wise, like there's, I don't know if, if you've ever had experience with just editing and when it comes to cutting from camera to camera to camera, like there is kind of like a timing thing that feels natural and it looks natural. I want to just point out that this movie was cutting wise was very well done like yeah those scenes like when you're talking about like at the beginning when they're training or when they're going through the flight sequences like the the chaotic cutting of like between every pilot and what's going on on screen i feel like was and maybe this is just me it was, just, it was perfectly timed like you felt the chaos of what was going on the intensity and i feel like that really brought out those moments of just cutting back oh you see the face of the person and you see him looking left because they almost hit something but then it cuts back out to them actually making that turn and it just kind of feels so perfectly placed you get to see the reaction of the person, but you also get to actually see what's happening. And it just all feels so well, like it's so, so smoothed out together. I just wanted to, you know, talk about that because I feel, I don't know, that's something that I think about, especially when I, when I did a lot of video producing, like the cuts were really important to me. And I just, for me, when I saw that movie, like I just really appreciate how well edited that movie was between all the action shots and what was going on. So five out of five. Ditto. 
nothing else to add to that I one. Have, I have basically <laughs> nothing else to add. No, you guys okay. said it. You guys said it very well. Like the way the way things are put together. Uh, I had a hard time knowing what to score this. Not because I didn't think it was amazing. It was because how do you give a rating for special effects when there are almost no special effects? Right. Like that was the biggest thing that tripped me up. Like there were almost no special effects used in the movie. And that is what makes things hold up over time. Yes. Like, cause technology is always going to be dated within five years, 10 years after a film is produced. Yeah. And so having all those practical effects utilized in the way they shot it with the cameras being where they were. Yeah. Amazing. Five out of five. All right. So this one is probably where we'll have some disagreements. So Caleb, you want to kick us off with your rating for the script? Yes. Uh, I actually liked the script for the most part. All right. All right. I, I gave it a four out of five. Okay. Um, the, I thought they did a good job of not falling into a lot of cliches with the script, which is pretty easy to do. Yeah. Um, the interactions in between the characters overall were pretty good. It got a little cheesy sometimes, mm -hmm. but not necessarily in a bad way. Cause there's, there's a little bit of. There's a little bit of nod to like the eighties, like kitschy kind of yeah. stuff here and there. Um, yeah, I thought the interactions between there were interactions between Tom Cruise and basically every other character that were that evoked emotion. Yes, yeah. like there Tom Cruise and Miles Teller, him and John Hamm, him and Val Kilmer, very briefly. But uh, yeah, I thought it was well-written believable um yeah so i i dinged it a little bit just because there were a couple times where there was something that was a little a little too kitschy for me yeah but for the most part i thought it was very well scripted all right so i actually gave it a five and that's surprising part of that i know <laughs> i told you you might be surprised by my score from this movie um i actually appreciate some of the kitschy stuff because I do feel like we've mentioned the character of Hangman, who kind of plays the typical I'm better than everybody, and his lines fit that. His script is well constructed to represent that character. The script of Miles Teller is fantastic for him, just kind of, he's trying to keep his head down and do what he needs to do and not bring up these issues that Tom Cruise keeps pushing and wanting to talk about. And Tom Cruise, uh, actually get some fairly emotional segments in the script. Oh, dude. Which, like... The Iceman scene. I Ooh. typically think... <laughs> oh, right well, I don't want to get into the acting, but yeah. <laughs> like, uh... I thought this script was one of the best balanced scripts that I have seen in a long time. The humor lands when it's there. It's... I would not call this a funny movie, but there is some humor that breaks the tension that, like you almost get a sigh of relief because you're like, oh, good. Like, that was funny. I can, like, it does what it's supposed to do when the humor hits. The tension in those scenes, the script is like, it's believable that these people are scared for what is happening. Like, are they going to make it out of this situation? There's the cheese factor. I kind of took to be part of the 80s nostalgia and part of the humor kind of wittiness of the film itself. I, I actually really love the script. Each character is very unique, both in the way they talk and the way they're motivated throughout the film. I thought they juggled the script fantastically. Yeah, that's really surprising. I wasn't expecting you to give it a five. Yeah. That's, that's nice. I wasn't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with both of you. Um, I also gave mine a four out of five. Uh, I feel like I fall kind of in the middle between you two where, like, I, I'm with Tim, actually. I liked Hangman a lot in this movie. I liked I liked his redemption at the end. It was just really heartwarming. And after everything that you've gone through, I just want to throw that out there because we we're, we're, <laughs> we're kind of past the character's point. I never got to say it. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. The script the script just really sold this movie and who and like the story that was being told and the characters that you were dealing with. Yeah. Every character felt very in place for what they were saying and how they were reacting to stuff. Is it a little too like clean and like cheesy at times where it's like, yeah, I wouldn't call it perfect, so not a 5 out of 5, but i say 4 out of 5 is like, I mean, whatever's below perfect, I would give that because, again, it's just such a clean, 
script there's clean dialogue between every person they react exactly how you think they would react in that moment to whatever's being said and it's not like overdone and as i always say it doesn't overstay its welcome it feels like hangman as cheesy and weird as he can be his, his sarcastic i'm better than everyone does not overstay its welcome in the movie it kind of feels right where it needs to be, where he pushes the right buttons at the right time. It's like, okay. And then Miles Teller, he has his emotional moments and his passive aggressiveness at times where it feels appropriate. But, like, he's still, like, this guy is still in, in Top Gun. Like, he's still professional about it in the best way that he can be, given oh, there's the circumstances. Great, there's, there's even a scene, like, just in the script, I thought it was brilliant, and it goes right with what you're saying when tom cruise first tries to call him out when they're dogfighting yeah exactly that's a phenomenal he calls him by his first name and he does not answer yep exactly And he calls him by his first and last name and he does not answer and then tom cruise finally calls him by his military name exactly miles teller addresses him appropriately and it's just like that little bit that like miles doesn't want this personal relationship he is here to do his job and the script does that without going into as much detail as I just did. Like it right. just uses one exchange to clarify. Yep. That. So it's yeah, brilliant. Four out of five. What's next. All right. So next the acting category, oh, which <laughs> going into a Tom Cruise movie, I normally know what I'm going to rank the acting category. I feel like that's a bold statement. Very Tom divisive. Cruise is in the same category <laughs> as the rock. Uh, yep, pretty much. Who else? One of the last movie stars, let's say, that exists. Where you, where you hire Tom Cruise to play Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm not going to All right, so am I going to kick this one off then? Yeah, go ahead. Kick okay. us off. I'll kick this <clears> one off. <throat> so I actually gave the acting a five out of five. Oh my gosh. I'm very surprised by your I score. am very surprised too because, like I said, it's a Tom Cruise movie. But I found myself like, this is the character Tom Cruise was born to play. Like, more than Mission Impossible... More than well, people hated Jack Reacher, but like, yeah, understandable, I guess. This is who Tom Cruise <laughs> was meant to play. He delivers emotional scenes in this movie. Great, the ending of this movie, like, he has some emotional inflection in his voice that I be- like. I believed it. I felt oh, it totally, and I was yeah. like, wow, Tom can put some range like, in he there. Can, he can put some range in there when he wants to. He <laughs> there's <that> some, <laughs> there's some excellent tension in there. Like, I was impressed by Tom in this movie. And scoring on Tom alone, probably a four because Tom Cruise plays Tom Cruise. Totally. Yeah. Miles Teller brings that up because Miles Teller delivers layers of emotions in this movie. Uh, Hangman. We've talked about Hangman a lot because he's really one of the standout side characters. Yeah. He's the cocky show off, but he's a cocky show off who comes around at the end and he has this kind of human side that you start to see through. And the actor does a nice job of portraying that. The oh, so you guys saw the original. Who's the love interest? I can't even remember her name. Yeah, Gen- Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Yep. <clears throat> she does an excellent job at her part in playing this. Like, don't leave me again. Like, I. Yeah, like, it's very. It's very touching. Honestly. Yeah, there is a lot of emotion <laughs> delivered in this movie, and some of the scenes that you like don't expect. Tom Cruise playing. Uh, it was beach football in yeah, this one the beach football yeah and like Iconic. first of all <laughs> first of all he's out there keeping up with kids half his age yeah. that's impressive because he is 60 years old now is he and, really 60 yeah he's 60 years old oh he does gosh. not look at in this movie he's out there keeping up with that but then he goes from this fun scene and turns around and it turns into an emotional scene and it turns into talking about building team and he delivers it and I gave it a five out of five. I was truly impressed by the acting in this film. Man, you're just, you're full of surprises tonight, aren't you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I gave the acting a four out of five. Um, I think it kind of goes back to what we've already said about some of the side characters. Like they do a great job. They all fulfill their role really well. I just, they don't quite stand out and like really sell me the five out of five, but I don't want to take anything away from them because they all still filled the role out very well. And I believe all these characters are who they say they are in this movie. They all follow exactly the steps that they claim they have when you're first introduced to them. Like, like you said, Tom Cruise, is just, he just does phenomenal in this movie. This, I, he really does have some range and that's awesome to see, uh, from, from again, one of our last movie stars, um, in Hollywood, you could say, <laughs> A veteran actor. Uh, literally a veteran like, yeah, actor. So. That man has been around forever, and I don't know why he hasn't aged yet. 
Uh, yeah, he does great. Uh, Miles Teller is phenomenal. Um, their chemistry together throughout this entire movie is just, man, it's just fun to watch them poke and prod and like come come to the end full circle how they did. Um, the the Iceman sequence, uh, seeing <laughs> seeing Val just Kilmer come emotional. back, emotional. Oh. oh my gosh, pulls at your heartstrings and it is. And the fact that he actually like spoke in the movie was like super touching and it was beautiful to see was, that. I don't think that was him. I'm pretty sure it was him. Am I, am I, maybe it? I'm wrong. I thought they had. I don't think he's capable of speech. No, he is because in the documentary he speaks. So. Oh, he does. I mean, okay, okay. I mean, I don't know if. I mean, don't quote me on that. That he was speaking in this movie, but I'm pretty sure it was him speaking. I could be wrong. Well, if he speaks in the documentary, I thought I read that. <laughs> it they doesn't had matter somebody who spoke. It, the point is yeah. that they got across <laughs> a really emotional scene, and it yes. really tugs. And again, Tom Cruise and him together just really sell that entire scene. It's easily one of the most memorable scenes in that entire movie. But yeah, I won't spend too much time on it. I, four out of five, everyone did a phenomenal job. Um, like I said, I just don't feel like it, it. the actors as a whole elevate it to that perfect five out of five for me. But don't take it away that they all did bad because they all did phenomenal in the role. So, Yeah, uh, usually when I watch a movie, there's at least one character that just doesn't do it for me. And yeah. Sometimes there's more. I mean, sometimes it's all the characters. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't buy any of this. Uh, this movie had zero characters that I did not buy. Yeah. Every single one, I was like, yep, I believe you. I believe you are this person. I believe you have this personality. Even some of the, like, the tertiary characters, like yeah. Bob and Phoenix, like, they didn't have a ton of speaking roles, and they weren't, like, necessarily super essential to the plot. But they were still present and they still had their own quirks and personality traits yep. and like the way they interacted with each other was very much the like we're kind of rivals in that we're trying to be better than each other, but we're also pals and we also like have each other's back. Like yeah. regardless of what happens, we are going to be there for each other. Um Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connolly had a fantastic romantic chemistry. I loved Jennifer Connelly's performance in this, yes. and we haven't talked a lot about it yet. No, but like, by all means, she deserves it. So go for it. Hundred <laughs> percent. She she played it off perfectly with like, I like you slash I love you, but like I don't want to get too close because like we've been this on again, off again thing yeah. for a while. The like playful, like banter that she gives, especially early on in the movie, where she's like, "Oh, ring the bell, pay for yeah, the drinks. bar scene. Ring yep. the bell, you get thrown <laughs> out." Like you could tell, none of that was malicious. It wasn't like, "Oh, you wronged me, so I'm gonna embarrass you in front of everybody." It was all very like playful. Ha ha! It got almost you. comes across as flirting. Yes, yeah, it was borderline it so flirtatious. <laughs> and yeah, and that was so good. And uh, yeah, so like. She did amazing. We've we've talked about the Val Kilmer stuff, like very emotionally moving. Um, yeah, there was not a single character that I can point to in this movie. I, I did mention kind of earlier on that like there are a couple that are a little like stereotypical towards the beginning, but even with that, like it's still believable. Yeah. So is that and so I gave it a five out of five. Okay. I gave it a five out of five because yeah, every Every uh, actor nailed their role, in my opinion. Yep. So why don't you kick off the direction of this movie? Direction. That is another five out of five for me. Uh, it was, I mean, people went where they, everything made sense. And that's the, when like the 10,000 foot view of direction in a movie is, does it make sense? Does it flow? Does it work? And yes, to all of that. Yep. Um, I I felt like it wasn't too fast. Like it was paced well. wasn't too fast. wasn't too slow. Things developed when they needed to. Uh, there were a couple like conflicts thrown in along the way. There's the overarching conflict of we have to get this mission done. But I mean, everything from someone passes out, flying it hundreds of miles an hour in a jet like what are you going to do with that situation yeah there's people have to bail out at a certain point like there's these other little things along the way and uh yeah i thought it was very very well directed it all worked for me 
I I agree. It was five out of five for me. This is one of those movies that like I'm the director sealed this deal for the entire film. If any one of these parts had been off, if any of the script had been off, if any of the acting had been off, if any element of the final vision had been slightly off, this would not be the movie that it is. And the director brought all of that together, making some of the most intense aerial combat scenes that I've ever seen, but also just making beautiful, like little emotional scenes. And I have to talk about this movie is beautifully shot. Like, it looks incredible from opening scene to closing scene. It's not just like the special effects look incredible. It looks, the lighting looks amazing. The, uh, there are scenes we talked about it on the Zack Snyder justice league, where if you pause it at any moment, it looks like a photo and this movie very much gets to that level where I was looking, I was actually looking on an IMDb page at stills from the movie and I thought they were character posters, but they're just stills from the movie because it looks that good. And the director, five out of five, I don't know what he has done, but I will be looking for more from him in the future because he knocked it out of the park on this. Yeah, and that's going to be uh, three five out of fives here for the direction. Uh, one thing I'll bring up that I didn't hear uh, that I want to touch on was that there's a certain point at the end where you think the movie's kind of over, and then I remember seeing it for the first time in theater and thinking, oh, crap, is this where the movie kind of starts falling apart because it feels way too long? And I think you guys know what I'm talking about specifically um, towards the end when uh, they're attacking the enemy and then some of this stuff goes awry. Uh, and that's kind of the part where it's like, oh, crap, this is going to do what a lot of these movies do now where it just kind of overstays its welcome and we're going to get like an extended ending that feels really forced. Absolutely not. The no. ending is the peak of the movie. It just you think you're at 11. Nah, man, there's a whole nother five levels that we can go on this yeah. movie. And that ending chase fight sequence is just, it takes you to the edge of your seat. Like you thought you were there with all those other scenes where they're just pushing their limits. Nah, man, you haven't seen until that final like 15 minutes where it's just like, wow, I thought I was going to really like come undone at the end here with this movie. But no, the ending for me, like sealed the five out of five for direction. It was just a phenomenal ending to this movie. He definitely handled one upping himself. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Exactly. It was a, like, wow, this climax is really good. Oh, Wow, this climax is amazing. Yeah, no, it just takes it to the next level. And so I just wanted to point that out because I think that was definitely the time, like you were saying, there was kind of that point where it's like, oh, is he going to fumble it here? This is, this is where it should end. It's like, oh, no, I'm glad this went on another 10, 15 minutes. This was exactly what I wanted for the ending. So five out of five. A fun fact about this director, Joseph Kaczynski. Tell us. Um, he's mostly known for his computer-generated effects and CGI work. Interesting. Which is amazing that he used basically none. none in this movie. <laughs> exactly. He did uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, that's a movie we got to revisit. And uh, Oblivion, also with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. So, I it was pretty good. Like, I haven't seen it. I, I have it. It was pretty good, but oh. it didn't like... It didn't do well from what right. I heard, but I yeah. heard it was actually a good movie. I just think that's interesting that he's yeah, mostly totally. known for that. But yeah, so, so we... Next is It Factor, right? Yeah, I think we... Like, if we're scoring it factor the way we should, we should all have the same score on this one. I'm so, probably going to be the one. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> just kick us off. I'll, let me get it off the bat. I'm sorry. Um, I give it a four out of five. What's wrong with ah, you? Just relax. You don't read it. Oh, my gosh. Why are you like this, man? Because <sighs> it says. I Okay. I mean, I again, it factor for me doesn't just go to just the cultural, just the body. Like, I get it. There's a lot going for this movie, but at the end of the day, like it's still your very average like sequel that kind of hits the same story beats, but does it excellent and well, which is why I'd give it the four out of five, like crucify me for it, whatever. I just might. <laughs> you do it a lot, man, already. <laughs> uh, but I don't blame anyone for giving it a five out of five. I like Spider-Man No Way Home was kind of like the cue of like, okay, people are still interested in the movie. I don't think it like, I, it didn't do what Top Gun Maverick did, which was absolutely confirmed that Oh, movie theaters are here to stay. Because I know with, like, COVID happening, like, 
the the theater business was in real doubt of like are COVID. We... <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> yeah, that that really like made us question like, are we ever gonna watch a movie like on the big screen again? I think Top Gun Maverick cemented the fact like movies are here to stay like it showed coming out when it came it's like people are here to see movies and it showed from the box office as it blew everything out of the water and stayed there consecutively for i don't even remember how long long enough that i forgot the number uh so i mean if this movie is definitely i think i would consider it one of the greatest sequels of all time because it takes what is it are you diving into final thoughts am i tagging into the final thought? are you diving into your final thoughts right now I can save some of those. Or are you still talking? Okay. No, sorry. I'll, I'll save some of those. But yeah, uh, again, I, I think taking into that account, yeah, you can give it a five out of five. I just think for me, I just, I received it more as a four out of five where this is absolutely a milestone. I just don't think it will, it will be remembered as a five out of five in my eyes. So I know you're going to hate me for that, but that's just how I received it personally. Please go ahead and just lay into me. Well, here's the thing. I thought it was a perfect summer blockbuster based on the description of it factor. That's a five out of five for me. Yes. Um, and to Bryce's point, there was a time where we were like, are we ever going to have blockbusters again? Like, is that a thing anymore? Or is that a thing of the past? And it was like it was a perfect like the three of us went to the movie theater in the summer and we sat there and like shoveled popcorn into our faces and watched this movie and enjoyed it so much. And we talked about it the entire drive home afterwards. Yes. <laughs> and like that to me is a five out of five it factor. Like it was fun to watch the first time I had fun rewatching it. Like I watched it with Katie my wife who has not seen the first one and like she enjoyed it, not as much as me, but like she enjoyed it still. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's worthy of a five out of five it factor. So I agree with everything Bryce said, but to me, what Bryce said is a five out of five it factor. Uh, and that's the beauty of this podcast. <laughs> it also means you didn't read the description. Oh of my god! Five. You uh, in the details, Tim? <laughs> oh my gosh! No. So because a five out of five factor means that the movie was not just entertaining; it had a cultural impact, and this movie definitely had a cultural impact between reinvigorating movie theaters after COVID to. Uh, being so just some fun facts about this um was the highest grossing film released in 2022 grossed 126.7 million in its opening three-day weekend mm, beautiful and 160.5 million over four-day memorial day weekend yeah finishing Man. first at the box office and doubling cruise's previous career best oh yeah that's true the film also had the largest <clears throat> memorial day four-day opening weekend record in its second weekend, it grossed $90 million. The 29% drop was the smallest ever for a film that had an opening over $100 million. Like, that is significant it factor for this film. Totally. Five out of five through and through. Awesome. Cool. Well, we have... <laughs> awesome. Cool. Uh, go. Whatever. No, that's, that's what I love about this. I love how we can view that, that stuff differently. But, Tim, why don't we get into the entertainment final score and just some final thoughts here um and let's kind of wrap this thing up go ahead and kick us off with that okay so entertainment uh, am i doing entertainment value final yeah, just score, wrap it all, all together just entertainment because right. that, that will go into entertainment value this is one that like i normally find a way to dock entertainment value this oh, how evil of you this movie was a 10 out of 10 on entertainment value i am in from beginning to end engrossed in this film totally uh, that brings my final score to a 49 out of 50. Was it really a 49? Wow. Yes. Interesting. I, I docked it one for a story. But I am 49 out of 50 on this movie. This movie is better than it had any right to be. It is, Bryce kind of said it earlier, but it should go down as one of the greatest sequels 
ever to be made. Not even just that. It should go down as one of the perfect blueprints as to how to handle a sequel. Uh, especially a legacy like, sequel. Like this, specifically. I know you can make the argument like, you know, I wouldn't compare it to like Empire Strikes Back. Like as Well, that would be it, it's a different people's kind. go-to for best yeah. sequel. Because yeah. like that's, that's one of my, if not my favorite sequel of all time. But like, I feel like this specifically in a world where everything's a remake or a rehash, etc., or making sequels to stuff that is 30, 40 years old. This should be the blueprint moving forward for that kind of sequel, period. Yeah. This is, like I said, hands down, one of the greatest sequels ever made. I don't know if I would put it, I don't know if I would put it above Empire Strikes Back because I wasn't shouldn't. alive when that came out. So I don't <laughs> know what that felt like. Oh, what a, what a day the that would have been. The Darth Vader father was already spoiled for me. So <laughs> I will never know that feeling. But for this movie, and not even seeing the first one, I still gave this movie a 49 out of 50 because it was an entertaining, engrossing, and thrilling movie that I had more fun watching this than... I can't remember the last time I had this much fun at a movie theater. Like True. It was... Yeah. It reminded me of why we go to the movies in the first place. Absolutely. So yeah. this it will not just be one of the greatest sequels ever, but I also think much like the first one has had this lasting legacy for 30 years. Like you'll run into like my in-laws who are like, Oh, do you see the original Top Gun? Like people still talk about <laughs> no, the original but I Top saw Gun. The second one. Yeah. <laughs> people should still be talking about Top Gun Maverick in 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. it, it is a fantastic film. Yeah, uh, I'll follow up with you because mine was also a 10 out of 10. Um, I'll say this is one of the very few movies. Sorry, bringing my final score to a 45 out of 50. Um, this is one of those few movies. I watched it recently with Megan because uh, she hadn't seen it yet. And she watched the original Top Gun so that she could get ready for this one. This is one of the few movies where I watched it the second time. And this was on my small screen. And so it wasn't quite the same that it was in the movie theater. But I loved it. 10 times more the second viewing than I did the first one even like the first time is always a great experience but that second time is where you really get to kind of like dive into everything else that you might have missed because you were too busy experiencing this movie in the theater the second viewing was so much more just emotional for me like it just all those emotional moments and character building and arcs being completed just hit that much deeper for me and I really got to enjoy like the um more quiet moments of this movie uh, when I watched it for a second time. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I think this this movie will be talked about um, in the next 10 years. And I, I, I totally agree. Like we said, one of the greatest sequels of all time and should be a blueprint for people moving forward, not just for how to make a sequel, but I really hope for using practical effects in movies and not relying on your CGI work. I know. I we're agree. Gonna get you I agree. We're going to cut you off right there. I already know where you're going with that. So, but you worry me with your blueprint statement. With the blueprint, because then immediately we're going to have lesser sequels following that blueprint. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm just. But I know what you mean. A boy you can mean dream. Well, okay. Yeah, let, you let this man well. dream of a world where we get good sequels. Balance. <laughs> balanced legacy sequels balance yes. we shouldn't get them often but when we do they should be top gun maverick tell me how um, excited you are for indiana drones 5 <sighs> I don't even we'll get there when we get there but yeah i i don't want to gush too much but this movie was amazing and i think every person should go watch the first top gun and then watch the second one because i still think you should watch them back to back because you'll really those moments like I said, we're, that second viewing, I really got to like enjoy those sweeter moments of nostalgia and some of the character building. I don't think a lot of that would have hit as much unless you watched that first one, although Tim's a good example of where it did hit. It but hit I think it might hit yep. that much more if you watched the first one. So, Caleb, right, your so thoughts? 10, 10, and Caleb. I'm going to break the mold and give it a 9 out Ooh. of 10. It was, look, it was amazing. <laughs> look, it was great. Uh, it was not quite perfect, but boy, was it close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys have both touched on it. This movie had massive shoes to fill. Like, Top Gun, the original, is more problematic as a movie than this other one was. But Bryce kind of touched on it in the intro. Like, it's a cult classic. Like, yeah, elder millennials and anybody in Gen X lists that as their favorite movie. I, I personally know... At least a half a dozen people that will say the original Top Gun is their favorite movie of all time. Interesting. Like, it hit 
so well in 1986 when it was initially released. This movie did a phenomenal job of filling those shoes and being like, we're going to give, we're going to give stuff for the original Top Gun fans. There's going to be stuff in there for people like you that did not see the original. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be amazing. And like the notes hit just right. Uh, So I think that gets me 45 out of 50 as well. Um, Yeah. Probably my favorite movie of, 2022 and yeah it was it was beautiful loved it i will definitely have this in the rotation of rewatch movies for sure all right so between 245s and a 49 that brings our average to a 46.3 so we would take that down to just a 46 and 46 puts it firmly in the amazing category and i think we can all agree with that it's it's an amazing experience of a film. And I wouldn't blame anyone for rating it even higher than that at this point. Good, because I rated it just one point away from perfect. <laughs> yes, so... you, <laughs> you are absolutely in the right for doing that. Well, and, and that's what I, that great. I said before we started, I was genuinely shocked by my score. I'm shocked at your There's score. There's, l- like, everything about this movie, you would not think that that scores would be that high, but everything in this movie, as we've said a dozen times at this point, hits. It mm-hmm. hits. There is not a fumble to be seen, and it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was a lot of fun. I really had fun with that conversation. So that like brings... having Caleb with us. Yeah, thank you to Caleb for coming on the show, having a good time, and sharing his thoughts on this movie. You um, will be seeing him again. Or you will be listening yes. to him again. Yes, we will. We will be back for another movie coming out here real soon. So be on the lookout for that. Outside of that, though, uh, let us know what you thought of Top Gun because, again, our favorite movie, arguably, of last year. So we would love to hear other people's thoughts. In fact, it'd be great if we could hear thoughts from people who th- love the first Top Gun and see what they thought about this sequel because it's definitely not what the first one was, but like. Caleb was sharing this movie kind of hit all those right notes for a new generation and the old generation. I would love to hear what some people, Gen Xers and older millennials really thought of this movie. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So head over to the average reviews on Instagram. Absolutely. Click that link tree in the bio. There's a spot there to fill out the scorecard as we call it to score your movie. So you can do that. You can also follow us on YouTube, rumble, Instagram, Instagram. And of course on Spotify and Facebook and oh yeah the- we do have a Facebook too. I forget you only, about yeah, Facebook. You, only, you, you tend to forget the Facebook. I've noticed it's because old people use Facebook <laughs> and that's all I'm on. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Go ahead, leave a like, share with your friends. Again, talk with them about it, and then send us your reviews. We'd love to hear what you guys think about these movies. And that will about wrap it up. Thank you again, Caleb, for coming on the podcast, and we will see you all in the next episode.